You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Hey, let's get into Juicy Fruit. You guys ready for Juicy Fruit? A little more juicy. Hey, we still have some Juicy Fruit gum. If you didn't get your Juicy Fruit gum, we still have some Juicy Fruit gum out there. Wave at me if you didn't get Juicy Fruit gum and you want some Juicy Fruit gum. Okay. We'll make sure you get some Juicy Fruit gum tonight. It's all out there in the back. All right. Um, Let's get into the teaching of the word tonight. And I have something I want to share, and I'm really excited about this. I have a um, romanticized dream of, of owning an avocado orchard. I imagine in my mind, I picture in my head, um, riding on an old tractor, you know, an open-air tractor with overalls and a straw hat, and riding around my avocado orchard, around the acres and acres of beautiful fruit trees, and I, and I, I, I get off of there, and I pick an avocado, and I pull out my utility knife, I cut it open, and it's fresh, and you know, I, I, I actually picture doing this regularly, and I someday, my dream and desire is to own uh, an avocado orchard. I really would love to do that, but the problem is, the only real green things that I grow usually are in the refrigerator, um, yeah, after, after they've been sitting there for too long. It's really the only green things that I can grow very well. I don't do very well at even a garden because I'm so kind of impatient. Um, I, don't, I don't have the patience for it. And, and God's teaching me patience. Um, we got two lemon trees a few years ago, and this was to teach me patience because I really wanted, my wife and my daughters love lemons. My favorite fruit is an avocado. Their favorite fruit is lemons. And so we got them a couple of lemon trees and we've been working them. And, and, and I just, I'm so impatient. Every year it's like, are we gonna get lemons? Well, I wanted to show you, we're, we're doing pretty good. It's probably hard to see, but if you look really, really, close, there's a tiny little lemon starting to grow right there. You take out your magnifying glass, you can kind of see there's a little lemon growing. And I'm really excited. Can you tell how excited I am? We got a lemon growing. And I'm super excited. And I'm going to take care of that little lemon. I'm going I'm to care for her. And I'm going to make sure we have some. Matter of fact, a couple of years ago, when we first started getting lemons, we got one lemon that grew on that tree. Uh, the blooms fell out, birds ate them, but there was one lemon. And I can remember very clearly, uh, we, we took care of it. We guarded that lemon. If birds came around, I was chasing them away. I put some netting around it so it'd be nice and safe. Finally, it grew and it got nice and nice and yellow. So we picked it off and we brought it in the house. And we almost sang as we were bringing it in the house. Oh, lemon. We brought it in the house. We cut it open. We squeezed it. We got about this much juice in four glasses, and we toasted to the lemon, and we, su- we sipped it down. It tasted so good, but it was just a little splashy splash of lemon juice. But it was so good because it was our fruit. Who's ever grown anything, and you've, had, you've eaten stuff that you've grown yourself? Isn't it awesome? I don't know. We don't live in an agricultural society anymore. You know, we go to the store, we buy what we need. We go to Costco, we buy too much, more than we need, you know? But, but there's something about growing your own and having your own fruit, and I love it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited about our avocado tree here, our refinery avocado tree. I'm starting my orchard with this tree right here. This is, our, this is the beginning of the orchard, and, and someday we'll plant this out here on our property, and eventually we're gonna get some fruit from that avocado tree right there. Um, Our patience paid off and we were able to get a little bit of lemon juice. And I know that our patience is going to pay off as we contend for this avocado tree to bear fruit and more importantly, for you 
to be fruitful and for this congregation to experience the fruitfulness that God intends us. Since the beginning of the year, we've been learning that God has created us to live on purpose and for a purpose, that we're not an accident, that God intended for you to live a life of significance, and he calls it fruitfulness. The Bible talks about us being fruitful, and he shows us in Scripture how to live that life, like a fruit tree or a vine, a fruit vine. And it starts, as we began the year with, as you guys remember back in January, it begins with the roots, right, and good soil. The good soil and deep roots helps that plant, helps that tree or that vine to grow, and we're the same way. And it starts with the soil, and then it makes its way through the branches, and eventually it produces, say that together, ready, begin, juicy fruit. One more time, ready, begin, juicy fruit. Eventually, it produces juicy fruit in our lives, in our families, and in our community, and in our community. Isn't that good? That's what we contend for. That's what we hope for, and that's what we want. I was talking to my father-in-law today. Uh, Gil and Pam are visiting with us and spending some time. They live up in Hesperia, um, and they get down here as often as they can. And of course, every time they're here, it's a blessing for my family, and it's a blessing for us. Don't, those of you who know Gil and Pam, don't you love them? Can we tell them how much we love them? They're elders here in our congregation, and, and Gil and I were just talking about how when he first gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ, he was in church every time the doors were open. His family was there on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, small groups that were going on, and he said, I didn't let anything else distract me. And I said, you know something, Gil, we don't live in that kind of society anymore. We live in a society where there's so many distractions, so many things vying for our attention that, that regular church attendance is not uh, the way it is any longer. And he said, you know something though, Kelly? I fostered that in my family. And, and like, like fertilizing a tree and caring for a tree, his family has produced incredible fruit. All of your kids are serving Jesus, aren't they? All of them love the Lord. Your grandkids love the Lord. Isn't that right? That's the fruit of taking care of and fostering their abiding in Christ. They're, they're rooting themselves in Jesus Christ. And it wasn't always convenient, was it, Gil? No, and it was difficult. We were talking about that. Yeah, there were things he was saying no to. He said yes to the things that were going to produce great fruit, spiritual fruit in his life and in his family's life. And so I've, I'm benefiting from that. You know, my own family is now uh, benefiting from the sowing and the reaping that they have had in their family and in their lives. Now, as we approach Easter, the Lord had us specifically begin to focus and unpack a teaching that Jesus gave to his disciples on the night he was betrayed. It's not by chance that we're coming up to Easter and we're going to be celebrating his death and resurrection. On the night he was betrayed, he gave this teaching and he talked about how he was the vine and those who call him Lord, who are believers, they are the branches that are grafted into the vine. If you guys remember, it's found in John chapter 15. Wave at me if you remember we talked about it in John chapter 15. Good. I challenged you the last couple of weeks, go and take John chapter 15 and camp out on there. Spend some time in John chapter 15. Allow God's Holy Spirit begin to speak to you through this last teaching that Jesus gave to his followers. 
If you haven't had a chance to uh, check it out, make sure and go back and check out our podcast. Go on our website, We Are Refinery, and take a look at the sermons. Go back and listen to those and allow God to speak to your heart about what it means to be fruitful and how abiding in Christ produces great fruit. The result of abiding in Christ, the result of being grafted into Jesus Christ is the ability to be fruitful. And there were two kinds of fruits that we discovered. You guys probably remember these. There were two kinds of fruits. There was the internal fruit. Take a look on the screen real quick. The internal fruit and the external. Everybody say internal fruit. Internal fruit. We read in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the kind of fruit that you can expect in your heart and in your life. And I've never met a person that says, I don't need any more peace. I don't need any more joy. I don't need any more patience. No, I tell you, most people would say, I could use a little more patience. I got a teenager, you know. I could use a little more joy. I'm married. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Oops. <laughs> I could use, I could use a little more love. I could use a little more peace. Everybody desires that. And God says, I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you. That's his desperate desire for us to be fruitful. Then there's the external fruit. As we allow God to do a work in us and we start to see that internal fruit developing in our hearts, then we, God through us, we get to experience fruitfulness on the outside. God working through you to impact the lives of others. Look what it says in Ephesians 2.10. For we are his, that is God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. That means grafted into Christ Jesus for good works. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, there's the inward fruit and the outward fruit. God wants your life to be fruitful. This is where we've been. And you can, you can check out our podcast and catch up on all that. Tonight... I have a question to ask you. And, and it's really, it's, it's, it's one question. Go ahead and put it up there. It's one question, but it's kind of two parts. And everybody read the top question. Ready, begin. Why fruit? Why fruit? And now the, re- the second one. Why fruit? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? What's the purpose of a tree bearing fruit? You know, is it just because it makes it look good? Because it makes it smell good? If you've ever been by an orange grove or a lemon grove, oh, it smells good when they're blooming, huh? Mmm, smells good. Is that the only reason why? For the beauty of it all? No, 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 no. We, we know the obvious, the obvious if you're a science or a botanist or a, a person that's into agriculture, it's for reproduction. It's for multiplication, right? The fruit is to produce seeds so that other Trees and plants can grow, right? Well, that's the obvious one. But there's more. There's more to why a tree bears fruit, why a vine bears fruit. Matter of fact, God himself established at the very beginning of time the purpose behind fruit. And it's more than just reproduction. It's more than multiplication. Take a look at what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 21. God had created mankind... He created humanity, and then he says to them, go ahead and bring it up, Genesis chapter 1, take a look. Genesis chapter 1, we don't have that slide? Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. Oh, I might have, I might have moved it around. Take a look on there. Do you see it anywhere? 
Well, let me read it to you then. <laughs> Sometimes the slides, I miss the slide. Take a, let me read it to you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 says this. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. Did you hear that? Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. God says, I've given you all these fruit trees for your food. So not only is fruit for reproduction and multiplication, but what else is fruit for? Everybody say it. Food. You're smart people. Fruit is food. Everybody say food. Sustenance. It feeds the world. Since literally the beginning of time, fruit has been food and continues to be this delicious, nutritious staple that is necessary in people's lives. And without fruit, even prior to us being able to take vitamins, without fruit, people would contract all sorts of diseases and they would, they would get sick because fruit provides nutrients and vitamins that are, are needed for your body. But fruit can't be left on the tree, can it? Matter of fact, the both purposes of fruit, if it's left on the tree, nothing going to happen. No multiplication, no reproduction, no nourishment. Fruit is not meant to stay on the tree, is it? It's meant to fulfill its purpose. It's meant to be food and to provide multiplication. Listen. We can't miss this important parallel that God set up at the beginning of time. A few verses before that, God creates humanity and he gives them one commandment. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He says to humanity, be fruitful and multiply. Then a few verses later, he says, and all those fruit trees are for your food. He's giving young Adam and Eve a lesson. I want you to be fruitful. Look to the tree to understand what I mean. That tree is fruitful and that fruit is intended for food. Your life is intended to be nourishment and nutrition for others. You catching that? See, have babies, be multiplying, but there's other fruit as well. And that spiritual fruit is intended to be for others. It's intended to be shared. He wants us to see that the fruit we receive from him in our lives is to be used the same way fruit is used in fruit trees. For food, for nourishment, to be a blessing. You catching it? We can't miss the parallel. God was very intentional. Be fruitful. And that fruit tree is for your food. In other words, your life should be a blessing to others. As spiritual food for others, not intended to be left on the branches. Because if you leave the fruit in your life on the branches, it really is not fulfilling its purpose. But instead, it's supposed to be shared. It's supposed to be given out to others for the nourishment of their very souls. So you're created on purpose. You're created to be a blessing, to be fruitful. And that fruitfulness is intended to bless others. All right. So I've talked about avocados. I've talked about lemons. Can I talk about my other favorite fruit? Maybe it's one of your favorite foods. How many of you guys like these? Mmm, 
just scratch the skin and mmm, smells good, smells good, smells good. Oranges. I love oranges. Wave at me if you're an orange fan, you like oranges. Oh, good, most of us in here. Oh, man, they're so good. They smell good. The oil can get rid of termites. Um, yeah, 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 I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. I love to drink the juice of it. Um, when I have breakfast in the morning, I got to have a glass of orange juice. If I don't have a little glass of orange juice with, with eggs or something, I feel like my breakfast isn't complete. Anybody else like that? You got to have the orange juice. I love oranges. Oh, so good. Do you know, this is the one fruit, and there's other fruits like it, but this, this fruit is amazing. It is designed to be shareable. Did you know that? It's designed to be shareable, right? You peel it apart, and I, and I went ahead and did a little work right here. You peel it apart, and, um, and, 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 it, and it's, it's, it's divided into little shareable pieces. Like, you can have one, and, and you can have one, and, and anybody else like one? Oh, yeah, see, you can have one. Anybody else? My hands are pretty clean. There you go. <laughs> see, it, it's designed to be shareable. And it's, to, go ahead. I mean, it's been sitting there for the last hour, so it might be a little dry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crunchy, isn't it? Well, go ahead, isn't it? I have juice. Anybody else want one? I got a couple more. There you go. Ready to catch? There you go. There it is, right there. Oh, man. Yeah, give her a hand. She got that. Dodge. <laughs> She's an Angels fan right there. They're designed to be shared. They're designed, and, and, and you know what I love? I, when, I, when I taste a delicious orange or a delicious piece of fruit, man, I, I'm always like to my wife, oh, you got to taste this. Oh, you got to taste this. It's so good. Oh my gosh, this is so good. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, it's so good. You got to try this. I want her to taste it. I want her to try. My kids here, you got to taste this. Anybody else like that? Is anybody else like, got to try this and taste this? Here, smell this. You know, you got to smell this. Now, I try not to ever play practical jokes on them because I want them to trust me. But I, I want to share. I'm one of those people that says, man, you just got to try this. It is so good. Because when I find something good, I want others to experience the good. It's the kind of guy I am. I love Yelp because I want to see what people have said about the restaurant I'm going to go to. If I go to the restaurant and I like it, I get on Yelp. I tell them, man, this is good. You got to try this. I like to tell people if, if, if I got good service somewhere, like uh, I bought a Volkswagen uh, Beetle a few years ago for my wife uh, for our 25-year wedding anniversary. Bought it over here, and I'll tell you right now, I bought it at South Coast Volkswagen right here in Irvine, uh, Santa Ana, right off the uh, 55. Anyways, I'll tell you, the service there is impeccable. It's great. Go. If you want a Volkswagen, go get one over there. It's good. See, I like to tell, when I discover, their service is incredible. If, if you have good, if you have a good restaurant, a good waiter, a, a Bruxy, I love going to Bruxy. How many of you guys know I like Bruxy, right? I'll tell you about Bruxy because I think it's good. If you find something that's good, you want to share it. I know I do. I do. I want to share those things because I want to share the good that I've experienced. The good that I've had, I want others to have too. You catch what I'm saying? think you're following me. I live my life with a conviction. I live my life with this conviction. And this is my conviction. It's this. Take a look. We were created. God's blessings are to be a blessing. God blesses you 
to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. Your fruitfulness is intended to be fruitfulness for others. We are blessed to be a blessing. And that's a typo up there. It says God blesses to be a blessing. It should be, I was working really fast on my slides. I'm sorry, I apologize. God blesses to be a blessing. That's what it should say. Don't take a picture of that one. It's a typo. It still works, right? God blessing to be blessing. That's right. God blessing to be a blessing. Thank you for redeeming that. I appreciate that. This is my philosophy. A blessing to be a blessing. Fruitfulness so that you can share that fruit with others. The peace that you experience in your life is intended to be peace for somebody else. The joy that you experience in your life is intended to be joy for somebody else. Listen, there are millions of spiritually starving people around the world, and you and I interact with them every single day. They're spiritually hungry. They interact with you. And they're hungry for more than just the junk food that the world has given them. They're spiritually starving for something more than just a bunch of empty calories. They need the real deal. And Jesus Christ gives that. And he gives that to you. If you abide in him, you will bear much fruit. And God says, I want you to now give that fruit to others. Share it. Because people are spiritually starving. Many of you probably remember, I love, I enjoy history, and uh, I've really enjoyed uh, looking back at the American Revolution and all that was going on. But you know, men and women used to sail around the world. That was the way we discovered things. And, and, and one of the issues that they dealt with was scurvy. And there was the lack of vitamin C in their diet. They didn't have supplements. So one of the solutions to scurvy, oranges. Oranges were like gold in cultures and communities and society. It was the real deal. They could eat the dried fish. They could eat the salted pork. They could eat all these kinds of things, but their bodies were starving for what only oranges could give them. Today, we're living in a world where men and women are spiritually starving and they're consuming all that the media has to offer them and their, their spiritual lives are in spiritual scurvy. And they need the fruit that you can offer them that's found in Jesus Christ. Will you share? Will you share? Because it can't stay on our branches. We can believe God for fruitfulness in our lives and go, yes, God, I want the, the, the spiritual fruit of peace. I want joy. I want, I want patience. I want kindness. I want gentleness. And God says, I'll give it to you. But I don't want it just staying on your branches. You gotta give it out. You're blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. We have to share. We have to share. You know why? Because of what my kindergarten, Miss Mitchell, my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Mitchell said. She said, sharing is caring. And I remember that from the time I was a kindergartner. Kelly, sharing is caring. But I want to keep it. And I learned at a very early age that sharing is caring and caring is sharing. We got to share. We can't keep it to us. I share because I care. 
How many of you guys remember the Monsters, Inc. movie? Remember that Monsters, Inc. years ago? They did a little play on that. We scare because we care. Remember that? Well, that came from the fact of sharing is caring. And God wants us to share the fruit that he does in our lives. Because when people get to taste, taste and see what God has done, their lives are transformed. See, I could tell all those people that I handed the orange slices to, I could tell you what an orange is like. Oh, it's, it's, it smells citrusy. It, um, it's sweet and, and tart and juicy and refreshing. But until I break it off and have you taste it, you never fully experience it. You never really know what an orange is. See, there, there are men and women, boys and girls around this world who are desperate for, for hope. And you can tell them, but they need to see it in your life and you need to share it with them so that they can experience God. So that they can like this scripture from the book of Psalm, chapter 34, verse 8. Take a look what it says. The psalmist says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the person who trusts in him. Remember, I said, when I find something that's good, I want to share it. See, God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you do, you need to share. Because we care. And refinery is a place where people care. If you've been around here for any length of time, a month, two months, three months, you found out refinery is a place that cares. And we want to be a people that not just cares, but we share. We share. We share what God is doing in our lives. Taste and see. So the answer to the question why and what's the purpose is very simple. So that others can taste and see that God is good. And if you don't share, they won't know. It's up to us. It's not up to just Pastor Kelly but it's up to each of us. He is good. And people are looking for the good. And, and the good that you have to share in this world that is bad needs to be given. See, he gives you the fruit so it can be shared. Jesus' last words on earth were go and make disciples. Teach them to listen and hear and obey all the things that I've commanded. Be my witnesses. He's saying, share what you've experienced. Share the fruit. Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8 said this, freely you've received, freely give. The salvation you know in Jesus, the hope you know in Jesus, the peace that you can know in Jesus is free. The price was paid on the cross of Calvary. And now God says, Freely you've received, so freely give. Freely give. Will you be a sharer? Will you be a sharer? I want to ask you to join me in prayer, would you? Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word that challenges us to share, to share the fruit that you have given us. Juicy fruit of love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. You gave us salvation in Jesus Christ. And now, Lord, we're hearing this challenge to be sharers. God, help us to see the world as you do. Give me the courage. Give each of us the courage to take a hold of the opportunities every day to share. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.